0: I'm Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Bite.
1: Hajime girl, it's the Coven, <laughs> Bite's very own. Feminism and Nerdiness podcast where we talk all things feminism, we talk all things nerdy. And I think one of the nerdiest things that I ever did as a high school student was write a book about Draco Malfoy and Harry Potter kissing. God
0: bless. I read it. It
1: was, it was it's, it's it's a mark on my life for I, sure. It's great. It's Whether actually not, really okay, well written. No, let's not talk <laughs> about my fan fiction. Let's talk about fan fiction in general. Woo. So uh, this week on The Coven, we're talking all things fan fiction, and today your host is the author of a, what was it? It was 1,200, one, wait, 100,000, 20,000 20, and something amount of word count dreary you fan fiction, lives. Daily Wilhelm. And with me today is the lovely.
0: Courtney Tuckman, the hair bow slayer.
1: And the equally literate in fan fiction, Emma, hashtag no last name. Hashtags. It's a hashtag now. Hashtags. That's what we got to post it as. Yeah. Which, please check out all our social media at Byte's Twitter and ByteBSU.com. Woo. Woo, guys. Listen to some other podcasts. Look at some other things. Have a fun time. I started off this podcast saying, hajime mashite, girl, which is (laughs) a quote, actually, um, from one of the most (laughs) infamous fan fictions in the realm. Of like man and beast and whatever else you can think of. And that is from My Immortal by, I think like it's X, like XXX bloody, bloody Wrists, wrists <laughs> 666 6, XXX. So My Immortal, what is My Immortal, Courtney? How do I even
2: explain this?
0: My Immortal, well, it's, it's a fan fiction written by a... Supposed Harry Potter fan. It's genius, and uh, it stars uh, Mary Sue main character uh, Ebony <sighs> Raven Darkness Dementia Way. God.
1: like Way as in Gerard Way, as in My Chemical <laughs> Romance, which you will find out very quickly into this fan fiction. The main character that really like. She him. really like. She's very. She's gothic. She, she's gothic, not
0: gothic with the th. It's with, often
1: with two f's spelled two f's. And a I K. CK, yeah. Gothic. <laughs> she's Gothic.
0: And, and she 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 goes to Hogwarts. She's a witch, but she's also a vampire. And uh, they like to go to Hogsmeade and watch My Chemical Romance perform. And Good Charlotte. And uh, go to the Forbidden Forest and do dirty things and be caught by Voldem- er, Voldemort Both, and yeah. Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, that's. And she wears a lot of ma- a lot of gothic makeup, lots of eyeliner and, and white foundation. What's and her
1: favorite store? Uh, Hot Topic. Obviously, well, of course, because only preps don't shop. She's not at- a poser. She's not a poser.
0: Some people try to be posers, but she's not a right. poser. And there's a lot of uh, shameful backstory changing.
1: Yeah, retconning all the characters. Like, yeah. Uh, Harry Potter is now Vampire Potter because actually he was a vampire.
0: And Hermione's parents died for for some reason. And she's a vampire too. And that's not Hermione, isn't even her name. It's it's like, like.
1: uh, Bloody Mary. Yeah, Bloody Mary. B- with the, the B and then an apostrophe. <laughs> Bloody, B- Mary. B- <laughs> Bloody Mary. Bloody yeah. Mary. And then, like, Professor Trelawney is, like, half Japanese, and she greets everyone in Hajimemashite, girl. <laughs> so, it's so
2: bad. I am girl, in, you
1: look so kawaii. I am in physical pain. <laughs> so... This is a wonderful, wonderful work of fiction, and it's it's pretty long. Mm. We've been listening to a uh, dramatic reading of it, and it goes on. Oh, yeah. But the most wonderful part of it is that it looks like it's written, like, by a cat that's just walking <laughs> across <laughs> a keyboard. And
2: autocorrect is taking care of it.
1: Yeah, autocorrect. Like, not even autocorrect. Like, it's just there. It's just <laughs> on there. Um... But the way people read it is very literally so like gothic or like Snape is constantly snap or snack.
0: <coughs> Ebony becomes Eneby.
1: Enaby quite a bit, yeah. Her Amazing. own name. Amazing. So <laughs> wonderful, wonderful laugh. If anyone wants to look that up anytime. It's just it's just wonderful work of fiction. But there's kind of a conspiracy around it because like people are like, could this really be like something honestly written, or is someone trying to write this to be funny?
2: mm-hmm
0: because she mentions Tom Bombadil, which right? is like a
1: very obscure Lord of the Rings character who you would only be familiar with if you like read the books
0: I would be okay if it was fake. I just love that it exists. Yeah. It's the room of fan fictions.
1: That is a very good way of putting it. It's the room of fan fictions.
0: And for those who don't know, The Room is the infamous cult <laughs> classic worst film ever made.
2: Ever. Ever. Uh, I need to see this. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs>
1: I've would, seen some bad films in my time. I would highly recommend The Nostalgia Critic. It's just on... Uh,
0: nostalgia critics review of it yeah all great. right
1: i mean gives
2: you a good taste you should watch the whole thing but like oh, it's it's a journey is it just gonna be like cringing so hard i get a six pack instantly or something yes god bless you're gonna get an eight pack girl
1: How do you stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> like <laughs> don't don't <laughs> this okay uh my immortal is a good example of where fanfiction can go very, very bad. But fanfiction can also be really, really great. Fanfiction is huge. Mm -hmm. Like, not just for, like, people that, like, I put time into writing things and reading things. Like, I don't even know. Like, there's the main sites. There's fanfiction.net. There's AO3. There used to be LiveJournal. I don't know if anyone's on there anymore, but that's where I would get a lot of my fanfiction fixes. Um and it's just archives and archives and archives of basically what sometimes just amounts to be gay porn. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's a lot of what fan fiction is centered around is taking uh typically I don't want to say just straight narratives, but like yeah, narrative narratives. where it's very like <laughs> heteronormative. if there's if there's romance, yeah, it's heteronormative and turning it very very gay.
2: Which I am all for.
1: Yeah, that's what I read it for. Yes.
2: Yeah. Give
1: me the representation. All the gay. Yeah, that's something we we said before is that the reason why people went and made their own things was so that they could see the representation that they weren't getting through the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you guys have I just like a fan, a fandom in which the fan fiction is just gold? Like, what was that
2: for you? Well, I mean, I don't – the only fandoms I really read fanfiction in was, like, Supernatural and, um, like, One Direction, which – don't go down that rabbit hole, (laughs) it is a very bad place. (laughs) But, um, I mean, in every fandom, there are people who just write, like, gods, and you just – you sit there just reading every part, and you're just in awe at how amazing it is. And every fandom has those, and every fandom has the My Immortals of it. Right. Or worse. I have seen worse. You have seen worse. I it's. I, I can see never, the torture in your eyes. I can never unread some of the things that I have read. Ugh.
0: Emma's having, like, Vietnam flashbacks <laughs> right now.
2: 2013, 2014, Wattpad, One Direction fan fiction. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> I went back and reread some of them for preparing for this episode, and I've cringed so much. I think I've pulled some muscles. Yeah, that's
1: that's another uh, site. I think Wattpad was really defined by it's mostly like really younger kids that and, are writing yeah. on Wattpad. Independent versus writers, like Fanfiction.net or um, AO3. Ao3, where it's typically honestly like between 15 and 20 is mm-hmm. what I've noticed.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Wattpad has the feature where you can, like, have your own cover and, like, you can list who you would want to play your characters once it gets made into a movie. Oh.
2: Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. For, like, your um OCs in, it's like, so it's like people can have a visual of right. who they want it to be and some people take those and, like, put it into their cover. I I have done a lot of Wattpad in my time. Yeah. Again, Vietnam flashbacks. Vietnam flashbacks. (laughs) Oh, I am a veteran of the One Direction fan fiction. Oh, my gosh. I even wrote some. Do not find it. (laughs) This is
1: why she goes by hashtag no last name. Hashtag
2: no last name. So that no one can find
1: Hashtag no last name. I don't think anyone's going to find mine, but if they do, have mercy on me.
0: Oh, yeah. My sister, who's eight years older than me, I found her... Daria fan fiction. Oh my gosh! On <laughs> Emma, <laughs> you Daria. A, you've never heard of Daria? It's. I, I feel um, like
2: I have. I just can't remember. Right it's now. a.
0: Uh, it, it it was like a spin off of Beavis and Butthead Um. And yes, yes,
2: I know what you're talking yeah, about. And
0: it was like the quintessential '90s character. I right. I mean, amazing. I'm pretty sure I only know what Daria is, is because my sister loves Daria so much, and she very much made me watch it throughout my entire life. But in the year 2000, my 13-year-old sister at the time uploaded a bunch of Daria fanfiction. Wow. And it's like, I barely knew my... I was, like, four when my sister was 13. It's, like, peering into, like, like a crystal ball and, like, looking at the past. It's an interesting, like, I don't know, time capsule. Right, because fanfiction isn't, a like, recent
1: advent at all. Mm-hmm. It's very... It's been here. Like, you said, like, we're school us dear courtney in the history of fan fiction
0: well if you want to be really like general you could say fan fiction existed even like the first time a story was told ar- on a camp at a campfire and then someone else told it the next day to- in a slightly different way um but if you want to uh think like actual uh circled fan fiction then You'd probably go with uh, the 1960s with Star Trek. There was a a magazine that was basically made by fans called Spocknalia, and it was sold like at conventions, and it was mailed by uh, like it was like mailed back and forth between like people of the fandom. And um, true to this day, it was a lot of like women writers, and um, it was a lot of you know like different pairings and it was fan fiction and that was one of the very first examples of it uh and star trek fan fiction is still relevant today too but um fan fiction didn't really take off until the advent of the internet right when you know late 90s early 2000s fanfiction.net popped up in the in 1998 and that's when it actually became widespread. Yeah,
1: because I remember, like, writing stuff down in notebooks in, like, middle school in, like, my own, like, Naruto OC fan fiction <laughs> because that's just the kind of, that was the brand of weeb I was. <laughs> but, and then discovering, wait, I can do this online. Mm-hmm. With a parent's permission, everyone, no, oh, no. <laughs> Like, that's, I think, I, one of the passages of fan fiction is just constantly clicking that, yes, I'm 18 bucks. Yeah. That's just the internet itself.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I've got some more um uh history in terms of fan fiction, and um there was a when Star Wars came out, there was a massive like you know Han and Luke was a big thing. Yeah. And um you know in 1981 the Lucasfilm actually was a, there were some several fanzines about like all this the different like ships that had happened like people writing their little things, and um. They sent out a letter saying that, like, just basically saying, hey, we have the rights to all these characters, so, like, stop, like, writing dirty stuff about them and stuff like that. So, basically, that created an entire underground fan fiction network. (laughs) Like, the black
1: market fan fiction. Yeah. It's like, hey, I heard you got some Han Luke PWP.
2: How much is that going for? It's like somebody in a trench coat and sunglasses and a fedora, just, like, just, uh tell your friends <laughs> or don't don't
0: tell anyone <laughs> fan fiction totally falls under fair use though
2: yeah so.
1: i mean and then there's things that have become like published fan fiction i mean there's some of more everyone's favorite <laughs> everyone's favorite 50 shades of gray was <laughs> a twilight fan fiction if you couldn't tell Like, let's see, where, where, I don't, I just don't understand where the similarities are. There's this mysterious guy who has an inordinate amount of power over this very naive brunette girl who doesn't know what anything is ever and he's like he stalks her he stalks her and is very brooding and is like no you can't be with me and she's like but i want to be with you even though we have no emotional connection on any level whatsoever we have no chemistry i don't i just don't see how that parallels with dirty stuff
2: and there's even there's
0: even the little differences like with her parents being divorced and like one of them. Her mom lives w- in Florida. Yeah, they didn't even try to make they that did. difference. Honestly,
1: yeah, I think um, E.L. James didn't try hard enough to disguise it, but and yet here it is as a bestseller. Like I think my opinion of Fifty Shades of Grey is very clear, mm-hmm. but another 50 thing Shades that sh- of nope. Fifty Shades of Nope, also a very funny Jacks Films mm-hmm. thing that you guys um. should look up.
2: Yeah, just the whole idea of 50 shades of gray bothers me and that also goes back to my the whole idea of twilight that bothers me. Like, you know, the um romanticizing an emotionally abusive relationship stuff like that and I just have a big issue with that being broadcast to such a wide spectrum and people just accepting it. Yeah. And, and like, being like, oh, no, it's really hot. I want a relationship
1: like that. Yeah, I've had people tell me that. I'm just like, no, mm-hmm. yeah. you don't. I mean, I can remember being an impressionable 14-year-old and oh, being yeah. like, I- when am I going to find my Edward?
0: Me too. <gasps>
1: <gasps> yeah, yeah, gag noises as of now. Mm-hmm. I never want to find an Edward, ever. If I find an Edward, I really <laughs> hope that Run. I have pepper spray on me. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh. but that goes with, like... So Fifty Shades of Grey, we can all agree, is not super well written. At all. At all. It's so bad. It's, it's so really bad. bad. <laughs> it's it's up there. It's not up there, maybe, with My Immortal, but because of
0: <laughs> the close.
1: message, I think, overall, it's there.
2: Grammatically, it's fine. Just the way that it's written and the words and phrases, yeah. it's just like, dull. Isn't,
1: isn't there a quote somewhere that it's like, his voice was dark and husky, like, Caramel macchiato dark chocolate. Or something. Or something. Like the or something is a legitimate part of
2: the quote. Oh, found it. I have it. His voice is warm and husky like dark melted chocolate fudge caramel. Or something. That's literally the exact (laughs) quote. Like word for word. That's fantastic. (laughs) I actually have a list pulled up of 50... Terrible lines from Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, obviously, I cannot read most of them. Let's, let's hear a handful. All let's right. hear
1: why, 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 dear listeners, we dislike Fifty Shades of Grey. Decide for yourself. Can I read these in MSL,
2: M, uh, ASMR style? Yes, please. <laughs> the ASMR <laughs> okay. podcast. Okay. Um, hmm. Oh. I sit up and reach for the orange juice, drinking it down too quickly. It's delicious. Ice cold and makes my mouth a much better place. All
0: right, that's one oh, of them. Oh no! <laughs>
2: nope, nope. Oh, and then there's like the um the inner goddess that there's oh, an obsession with, no. yeah, and which
1: like sounds like a very positive, like pro-feminine thing, the inner and yet, is and weird. yet, this is what it turns out to be.
2: Emma, oh, my inner goddess is doing the merengue with some salsa moves. What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do we have like a dance major that can like? verify Uh, this like what's happening
2: I danced for a number (laughs) of years when I was young and I have no idea what she's talking about (laughs) and um okay I am oh the elevator whisks me with terminal velocity to the 20th floor if it's terminal velocity I'm pretty sure you're dead terminal terminal what kind of elevator
0: did she get in is it like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory the
1: elevator.
0: oh my Uh... god
2: Strike strike one for daily. And, of course, we have the chocolate fudge caramel. And one of my all-time favorites. I must be the color of the Communist Manifesto.
0: Oh, (laughs) my God.
2: Surely you could have come up with a better adjective.
0: Anything else that's... a. I blushed.
2: I blushed. Just...
0: I blush, I blush as period. red as an apple?
1: Yeah. Or... As the communist manifesto. Why? Why? Because we needed to bring communism into this somehow, obviously. Oh, my God. Because it's taboo and sexy or whatever. <laughs> communism.
2: In but I right think up. I'm just reading through Jeez. more of them and I'm trying to find ones that I can read. Right. Just because this is, this is a
1: PG thirteen podcast, everyone. Mm-hmm, and here we are talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Yep. But I feel like Fifty Shades of Grey became such a cultural phenomenon that it also
0: Mommy porn.
2: That yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Mommy I and Daddy I makes me just don't so uncomfortable like that word anymore. <gasps> I'm Let's sorry, hear. I just came in with one it more. And found another one. Um, ASMR style. My anxiety level has shot up several magnitudes on the Richter scale. What? Pretty sure that's not how the Richter scale works. How did this get through an editor? Just a question.
1: On the Richter scale. I don't know where this was originally published, but... It was self-published. There's, it was, well, where? Online.
0: I think fanfiction.net.
1: Yeah, fanfiction.net I found has lower standards for <laughs> like grammatical and just quality overall. My immortal. Uh yeah, my immortal. Um but mm. I feel like overall um fan fiction is a higher art than what we get sometimes because a lot of people pour a lot of time and effort into that. But I also feel like fan fiction um is like a learning ground. Like I wrote that whole giant thing, and now I cringe about it, but like at the same time- It's like, actually
0: still- re- I read some of it, okay. and you know? it's actually really well-written for the age you wrote it at. People <sighs> commented on there like, I don't know if you'll ever read this, but this fanfiction changed my life. Daily changed lives, guys. Oh
1: my god, I'm as Daily red as the Communist chain. Manifesto right now, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> god bless. Mm.
0: How about as red as this, like, soundboard or this, this laptop right here? Or the chairs we're setting Pro- providing
1: in. Providing visuals <laughs> yeah. for this episode of The Coven.
2: But as red as Fruit Punch Gatorade. There you go. There we go.
1: That's even better than a communist manifesto. Um... But I mean, I think fan fiction appeals to a lot of um, younger writers and like writers that are starting off because you don't have to like make up all these new characters. You can take what's already there and explore the characters more and be like, I want to like, I found in the Harry Potter fandom, a lot of people wrote quite a bit about Draco Malfoy because he in the books was kind of just... Draco Malfoy, being a jerk, so much more as a character, especially after the sixth book, he stopped being such just uh, a little bully that you know didn't really have any other defining features aside from racism. Um, Mm -hmm. And then in the sixth book, you got to see like him torn between two parts of himself, and a lot of I explored that in my fan fiction, (laughs) (laughs) but I think fan fiction provides a really great outlet for creativity that I think just writing regular fiction doesn't provide nearly as much.
2: Like, uh, if if I have just, like, a little idea for something but I don't want to come up with my own, like, if I just need to get it down now, sometimes I just, like, say, okay, I'll just use these characters from the show and just, like, put them in that situation.
1: And I think that helps people develop characters of their own later on because, like... Um, have any of you guys read the um, Immortal Instruments series?
2: I've read the first book.
0: No. Courtney? Sorry. No.
1: Okay. I know what well, it is. But... Re- it's getting another television show run, I think. That yeah. Or a movie. Because it had the movie it's and the, the movie didn't really do well. Show. It's getting a TV show again. Um, it was originally a Harry Potter fan fiction. Oh, my God. And I found it online and it was actually
2: called the Draco Trilogy. Oh my and god! And it wow. I can was, kind of see the similarities now. It
1: was the trope of like leather pants Draco, who is very obviously the character um, Alec, Al, Jace. Jace, Jace. Yeah, the main character. The, the, one of the main characters, Jace. Alec is the other Shadowhunter. Right. Hunter. Right. Um, and he comes in and is like, "Actually, I was on the good guys' side all along. Here, let me help you, Harry Potter, who is now graduated from Hogwarts." Um, and how the author, Cassandra Clare, translated that into her own universe was replacing wands with, like, wandless magic and runes, which she wrote a lot about. It's, it's c- pretty identical aside from, like, the names mm-hmm. and, like, very specific references. Like, um, the Institute, I think I remember, is, like, where they would, like, their main base think- of, like, the shadow hunters in- yeah. Um, was actually in um the Draco trilogy, Grimald Place.
2: Okay, so they did some switching up. Um, definitely made it a bit nicer. I mean, it's like a cathedral, right? I mean,
1: I didn't particularly like super enjoy the um Mortal Instruments series, but it was really interesting exploring like its origins and like the Draco trilogy was definitely something that I would read, but with that it was, like, super out of character because she was secretly kind of, like, writing
2: her own book. Mm. I mean, that's an example of how you take a fan fiction and you turn it into a story, but you do it the right way. Right. You change it so that it's its own story, but you're like, hey, it did kind of start as this, and people can be like, I see it now that you mention it instead of this is so obviously a A fan fiction. Yeah. Right. And, I mean... We
1: want to avoid those as much as possible. No yeah. rip-offs. Um, another, not necessarily a rip-off, but um, where am I going with this? I lost my train of thought, guys. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So there's this really great book by um, Rainbow Roel. Rowell Ro- called, fan called Fangirl. Called Fangirl. In I haven't read it but I need to read it. The main character.
2: I want to read it. ...writes Fan
1: fiction about a very obviously Harry Potter well, universe. That sounds awesome. And so I haven't read it yet. I have it on my shelf. I need to read it, but mm. a like a spin-off book uh following it just recently came out and it's called Carry On and it's basically her fan fiction that she was writing throughout
2: the book. I need to read which it which is too. a like Draco Harry fan fiction Yeah, like, of course, LGBT representation. God bless. You never see that in young adult fiction. You never see it. No, and it's this massive book. It's bigger than the first book. It's bigger than Fangirl.
1: Carry On is bigger than Fangirl. I've seen it, and I really need to read it. It's just... (sighs) And, I mean, I think it gets the past to be like, this is obviously supposed to be Harry Potter because that's what it started as in Mm -hmm. the Fangirl book. Yeah. But I'm really excited to read it, and it's really great that people are actually like um, exploring that in mainstream media and being like yeah fan fiction is a thing we need to acknowledge this aside from just actors at conventions that are confronted with it yeah. which i use the word confronted cuz a lot of people react kind of negatively like people that are like within the show itself are like no to fan fiction
2: it's also because a lot fan fiction does kind of have a bad repu- a, rep- a bad reputation as just glorified porn and yeah. that can make any person uncomfortable.
1: Why Why do we think that fan fiction is mostly, like, graphic? Like, I gotta say, the most, probably the b- bigger bit of fan fiction that I've read is pretty graphic. Oh, yeah. Yep. You Definitely. Know, like, I get into the stories, but the stories often involve gratuitous amounts of sex. You know... Especially if they're long.
0: That kind of reminds me of... It's it's like an outsider thing. Like, people who don't know what anime is often assume it's just, like, tentacle porn, you know? Kind of the same thing. I'm not saying everybody does, but yeah, it's kind of along the same line, don't you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember. The fan fiction that I remember is, like, the big book-sized fan fictions yes. that I've read that have, like, really great plots and memorable, like romances and characters and like really interesting like well what if this had happened during this episode that kind of thing but i mean there there is truth in that there's a lot of smut out there guys so much so much smutty it fanfiction. is just
2: everywhere
0: people like to talk about the bad stuff more than the good stuff it even extends to like like video games like sonic whenever there's, like, a oh bad no. Sonic game, <laughs> Sonic like, dot people exe. are like, oh my god, it's awful, it's the worst, but when there's, like, like a rare... I, I'm, I can't really think of an example. I know there's some recent 3D Sonic games that weren't terrible, though, but people don't ever talk about them because the bad just overshadows wanna... the good so much.
2: People like being angry about things. Yeah. They like yelling. <gasps> One of the... Emma has a fun fact. So, talking about video games, the longest piece of literature written—like not even just fan fiction, just literature, like English literature or even just in the world—any literature, any literature at all has been. uh, It's a basically it's a Super Smash Brothers. Started as a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction, but I think it's um, I think it's expanded to more than the Super Smash Brothers universe, but and it's um. It is 3.5 million words and still in progress. And this is like just a guy. This This is is just like uh, a 20 21 year old um, college junior who lives in Arizona. He uh, started writing it the day Super Smash Brothers Brawl was released in North America, which was March 9th, 2008. (laughs) So he's been writing this thing, and it's been about almost eight years now. Thinking about it, we're almost in March. And that's
0: amazing
2: 3.5 million words and it's still that's in such progress a good idea.
1: that just becomes like that has to be his life like the entirety of it yeah is just writing that fan fiction which
0: which is amazing like, to yeah. do keeping up with school and yeah. writing at the same time I is mean, very difficult fan
1: fiction can become like a big part of people's lives like i know when i was writing my big massive thing i would like promise everyone like i'll get up the next chapter in the next week yeah and i was writing you know like a significant amount each week like i got i got it done in three months which is typically what you do for a book so i like to call it my early practice for when i'm a famous author same so (laughs) same pushes
0: glasses (laughs) up on nose yeah i don't wear
1: glasses though so i I just did it for you oh thank you thank (laughs) you providing visuals once again yeah um And there's these massive communities, too, that will, like, draw, like, fan art for each other's fan fiction and, like, make really interesting graphical representations for, like, their fanfics and, like, even, like, write whole comics. Oh, my gosh. There's a My Immortal comic, guys. Check it out. Um, And then there's, like, these giant challenges that um, when I encountered them, they were called Big Bangs because, again, so much smut. Um, where it was just, like, people would, like, have a list of prompts and be, like, fulfill this prompt. Like, write a short fanfiction about, like, uh, let's see, like, Destiel, Dean and Castiel was one of my OTPs. And it was, like, there would be a fanfic, like, what is, um, how does Dean help out Cass when Cass loses his wings?
2: Yeah, and, and they like would be, little, short little prompts that you send to people and you yeah. just, like, respond with something.
1: And then there were these big... Huge, massive undertakings that became, like, the staple of, like, that fandom. Like, I think easily in the Supernatural fandom, Twist and Shout. Oh, my God. (sighs) Twist and Shout. Oh,
2: my God.
1: (laughs) I'm killing Emma
2: right now just
1: by saying Twist and Shout.
2: (sighs) (sighs) I I remember so powerful. (laughs) I remember reading that, and it's just, it is written so well the story is so well constructed i just it is a novel length fan fiction and for those of you that don't really know twist and shout it's um it's an alternate universe which is what a lot of fan fictions often yeah. are we're gonna
1: go over some terminology coming up soon guys stay tuned
2: and fan fiction 101 yeah fan fiction 101 that's what this podcast is and like it's basically in what if dean and cass had fallen in love in the 1960s uh it's um they they meet in summer 1965 and uh quickly derails into something far more tumultuous when Dean is drafted into the Vietnam War so this is over a long period of time and it shows their whole relationship uh spreading out but as we mentioned with any long fan fiction there is there is smut in there yeah there is quite graphic smut in there
1: but that's not necessarily what brings people into it like there's always the jokes online that it's like so I read this whole fan fiction, and it turned out that there was no sex in it. What did I just waste my time on? Like, those kind of memes. Destroy but the like, idea that sex equals love. Hey, there we go. Because <laughs> there's, like, a lot of fluffy things that are out there that are really lovely. And Twist and Shout, twist and, could Twist and Shout technically be described as, like, angsty? Oh, my it's God, Yeah. so much angst. <laughs> oh, my God, So much yes. pain and angst.
2: But. Uh, oh, God there's spoilers th- the most beautifully written part extreme spoilers like do not listen to this part right now if you want to read the fan fiction there's um the one of my the my favorite part of it and the most well-written part in my opinion is when castiel dies and damn the spoiler alert yeah it's oh my god it's literally i have it pulled up right now it hurts so bad like i read over and it's just like i like it's just like my my heart clenches it's just like no i'm reliving it it's just i I need to put it down (laughs) put it down look away look away think
1: of the happy things think of fluffy things okay so courtney what you how familiar do you feel with fanfiction terminology be honest
0: like none
1: cool this is gonna make it interesting so, I have written down some basic terminology that's typically used in the descriptions you see before clicking on the fateful link for a certain fanfiction. And, it's um, game time. <clears throat> like we just mentioned, like, Twist and Shout is like an angst fic. Which is where you're going in expecting to be sad. Oh yeah, it's like when you watch like Charlie St. Cloud or like a sad movie like that. Why was wait, like, that your? I don't know. Wait, wait, I watched that, that a couple weeks ago. I'm Charlie sorry.
2: Charlie St. Cloud is sad. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't okay. know. Spoiler alert! Come find me. De- what? Dead child. Oh, that's the spoiler alert. Oh so my
0: god. That's why. That's angst. not a spoiler. That's in the trailer. Oh yeah.
1: Wait a minute. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> you know this. I don't know things. So. Um, and then we mentioned AUs Which uh, So AUs are AU stands for alternate universe mm-hmm. And There's like so many alternate universes Like we can't even like get in on it But like It's
0: like Steins Gate One of, of <laughs> Alternate universes. Like
1: One of the most popular ones Like coffee shop AU In which one character is like oh, Working shit. in a coffee shop And they run into the other character And it's like this really Cute romance Fluffy romance And then fluff Fluff is just It's supposed to be cute and, like, harmless and, like, not too serious. Mm-hmm. So, here we go. Game time. Fan fiction terminology quiz. Da, 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 Emma's going to win. Da, 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 da. Okay, so first one, I'm going to ask Courtney, what do you think a drabble is? Make a guess. Make a guess.
0: A drabble, um, maybe, like, a draft? Like a, f- no
2: yeah it makes sense makes sense emma what's a drabble um from what i think it's just like a short little thing that you type up to like a small prompt it's just like a really really small little thing that you
1: write yep it's i the definition i found was um under a thousand words all right or under two thousand words in some cases is a drabble it's like short little fanfic
0: Mm -hmm. i suck yeah (laughs)
1: okay let me find let me find a harder one to ask. Um, that was that Emma. was, that was e- oh oh okay. Okay. Uh Emma, what is UST? Oh god, I don't even know. Make a guess. Make a guess. It is it is a uh acronym obviously. Universal Standard Time. I have no idea. That makes a lot of sense, <laughs> but no. What do you think, Courtney? What's UST?
0: Um ultimate uh sleepy Teepees. <laughs> ultimate <laughs> Sleepy Teepees. <laughs>
2: sleepy Teepees, it rhymes. Hashtag Ultimate, ultimate, sleep- ultimate Sleepy Teepees. <laughs> That's
1: totally it, right? Aiden, when you edit this, can you make that our title? That'd be great. Ultimate Sleepy Teepees. Ultimate <laughs> Sleepy Teepees. No, okay. Um, UST stands for Unresolved Sexual Tension. Oh. Okay. I didn't know I was, that one.
0: I was very close. I was right there. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, uh,
1: <laughs> let's 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 get a little uh, easier here. Um, Courtney, what do you think "mpreg" means?
0: It sounds like JPEG. But oh, it's an F. It's So much worse. <laughs> it's so much worse. Is it like... Hmm. I don't want to say. Is it like like male pregnancy. Yes. Ding ding ding. Oh my god, I did it. Ding ding ding.
2: I mean, and you know it's like you think about it, it's okay, like it's so
0: like The Sims. I've done that in the Sims before. I've gotten my males <laughs> pregnant many a time. It's <laughs> like the thing
2: about Mpreg that's different, it's like I think about it it's like, oh, trans men and fanfic, that's awesome. And then it's like, wait, what their cis dude?
0: what
2: Yeah. Like what is what Yeah,
1: Mpreg is typically there's some kind of like m- magic or ridiculous scientific explanation as to why Cis males can get pregnant in that universe, which is it it has to be an AU because,
2: oh, definitely.
1: I've heard of like
0: pregnant Sonic (laughs) stuff before. Oh my gosh, wasn't there like a video game? Yeah, there
1: was like a oh,
0: I know, yep,
1: Sonic Movie Maker or something uh, like like that, like Sonic Dreams or whatever. Yeah, I've seen Let's Plays of that. It disturbed me to Mm, no end. Very disturbing. Yep, Uh, another another coven recommendation to disturb (laughs) the hell of you. Um, let's do another one. Uh I said that.
2: Uh, what is... Uh, HC? Headcanon. Right?
1: Try another one. That is also true, though. It goes along the lines of angst. Oh, hurt and comfort. Yep. Hurt and comfort. So there's like a whole genre of fanfic. popular fic. trope. Yeah, where it's just like... You, you want to see the characters in a bad situation, and then you want to see them, like, wrapped in a blanket
2: and comforted.
1: I write a lot of those. <laughs> just like, something bad
2: happened, I had a bad day. Oh, it's okay.
1: It's okay, honey. I got you.
2: Then the other half of the OTP comes in, and you're just like, I care. Yep. I care. All I can think of is season six of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's pretty much the... No, season six is just a lot of sadness. Courtney, what is... PWP.
0: Is it another acronym? It's another
1: acronym. It has two different meanings. Similar, similar lines of thought.
0: I I don't want to make another stupid acronym. Oh no, again. I love them. Uh, <laughs> powerful witches playing.
2: That's the fanfiction. That's, That's us. That's guys. us. Somebody write it. Don't so,
1: actually don't do that. Emma, do you know what PWP is? It person either stands person, for idea. plot, what plot, or oh. porn without plot.
2: Okay, I've only seen it typed out. I haven't seen the acronym. So, yeah, so. if you okay. if you go into a PWP, no, don't, but read don't expect a lot of
1: <laughs> really details aside from details.
0: So would that would my immortal fall under that? My immortal
1: sometimes it's trying for
2: a plot, but it's failing miserably. A so, lot. Yeah. It's not very a lot detailed of, um, either. A lot of One Direction fan fiction is PWP. A lot of it. Uh, anyone? This is this is open. Uh, whoobie
1: or whoobyfying. What what does it mean if I have whoobyfied a character?
0: You turned it into a a Wookie.
1: I can't do the noise again. <laughs> sure, let's go with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's my best impression of Chewbacca.
1: Now th- this one I haven't seen around as much, but I threw it in here to be obscure. Mm-hmm. Um, Will a character is like basically taking away all the badassery that a character has to offer. Oh. So like taking a character like, um, uh, Hermione and making her just like very weak and whiny, and she needs to be taken care of. I th- I found that this is often, uh happens with half of an OTP and Mm -hmm. they're just like this this, they need their precious cinnamon bun
2: needs to be taken care of which I have an issue with that that's all what I think is that's all the blame for lack of character depth because um You can have characters that are badass, but they also have emotions. Right. You know, it's like people forget that. It's like they put these characters up on a godlike pedestal. It's like, oh, they can, like, snap your neck if you look at them wrong, but that means that they can't have emotions. They can't have feelings. It's like, you know, there's... And that's also to blame for the lack of character depth just in media as well. The fact that... And also the fact that we see emotions as weakness, which is not true. Right but, you know, it's like characters can be emotional and still be completely badass and completely threatening and amazing. You know, it's... and I mean, people...
1: Characters are supposed to be typically people or whatever they are. And in my experience, people have a lot of facets to them and authors should strive to explore all those uh, facets and that's oftentimes what fan fiction does. It's like... Well, you know, like, I read a lot of Teen Wolf fan fiction, and there's this character, Derek, who's just basically dark, brooding. I'm really sad my family died, and I make him angry about it all the time. And then people explore the side, like, uh, yeah, he had to grow up really fast, so, mm-hmm. like, he's technically just a kid
2: still. Like, let's explore that. Yeah, that's... I don't know if this technically falls under the category of lack of character death, but there's the Mary Sue trope of yeah. that. Yeah, you know, it's just like the most basic woman ever. Yeah. Do you want to explain Mary Sue? And um, I can look up a definition just so I am sure that I don't yeah. get it wrong.
1: Because technically, like Anobi, darkness, dementia, Raven, Raven way, Raven
0: dementia, Raven Wait, Ebony. I don't know. Yeah, that girl. <laughs> my Immortal.
1: That my mortal fanfiction girl. Okay. She's like. A Mary Sue in that she is infallible and has all the powers and interesting backstory. I think
0: everyone's really attracted to her.
2: <clears throat> I have two different definitions. One of them is a Mary Sue is a character that the author identifies with so strongly that the story is warped by it. So all I can think of is uh, Stephanie Meyer and Bella Swan. There you go. But that's, then that's, yeah, the definition I think we're trying to talk about is um, a female fi- fan fiction character who is so perfect it's annoying. Yeah.
1: That's like she a lot can of like do
2: no wrong.
1: Self insert OCs where it's like they're related to like an important character and like can get to like the inner heart of like any dark character and they're just infallible
2: oh, there's amazing other ones.
1: best powers and typically have eyes that change color
2: depending on the light. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different other facets of
0: it. Ebony's eyes change color because the author forgot what color they were. They go from icy blue to red. Like, a amazing, lot.
1: limpid pools of tears or something <laughs> like that. That's like one of the first lines. And also, it was raining and snowing at, at the, the same, same time. time.
2: There's a whole bunch of um, other little sub things of it that um, I actually they're pretty interesting if you look into them. There's um, victim sues which are your whiny, wimpy, pathetic female characters who can't seem to do much of anything except cry and get herself into trouble that the romantic interest of the fic has to rescue her from. Ebony. Anobi. Which I see that a lot in a lot of different fanfictions. Many, like, the (laughs)
1: self-insert OC, which, what does OC stand for? Original character. Hey, fanfiction 101. Snaps.
2: Snaps. Snaps. Coven claps. Hashtag coven claps. (laughs) Um, we have things, yeah. But there's um, again, that's the whole idea that women are victims and just that issue of that. But then there's the warrior Sue, which who is usually loud, obnoxious, and of course an amazing warrior. She'll usually have some tragic past that led her to become a warrior, so she'll upstage all of the canonical characters with her mad Sueish powers. That is a main complaint with Agent Carolina from Red vs. Blue.
1: Oh, that is
2: a big like. There wasn't. I didn't figure a word for it, but that perfectly fits what people don't like about her. But I mean, I love Agent Carolina. Yeah, she's amazing. But
1: so that's, that's kind of Anobi, also, where because she's like the most powerful and she can defeat Voldemort
2: by seducing him. Mm-hmm. Bum mm-hmm. bum bum. Uh, here is another one. It's the Mage Sue, similar to the Warrior Sue. The Mage Sue has amazing amazing strength in magic, or has a magical power that nobody else has. She'll usually wind up upstaging all of the magical characters of the series. No B. <laughs> N-O-B. N-O-B. This N-O-B is all, all just Noby. But uh um, Oh yeah, the next two are um N-O-B Definitely. Yeah. Yep. The, the punk sue is also called a nonconformist sue or a goth sue. Yep. Gothic. It is usually written by female beginners in the 11 to 15 age group. The punk sue mm. is loud, obnoxious, annoying, and generally the type of person who you'd want to send off to boot camp for six months. Mm-hmm. There you go. This is on Urban Dictionary, so that's why it sounds really harsh. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, the punk sue almost always has angst coming out of her ears and isn't really a bad person. She's just oh so angry at whatever tragic past the author has chosen to give her. Mm-hmm. The Punk Sue is based on what the 11 fif- to 15-year-old author thinks is cool and wishes she could be. Yeah. That's... That is definitely my mortal. Oh. Um, um, yeah. Here's the Misfit... This is the last one. Misfit Sue includes all Sues who are supposedly geeks, nerds, misfits, etc. Usually the Misfit Sue doesn't start out as inhumanly beautiful, but winds up getting a makeover and... Oh, my God. I hate that trope. That, that trope makes like me Trilani. so mad. Yeah.
1: That's tree lunny How do you make mash day girl? I I really dislike that trope. There's uh fan fiction has some good and some really 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 bad tropes. Mm-hmm. Um good tropes, like there's a lot of things like wing fix where it's like what if it was a universe where everyone had wings or like what if it was a universe where everyone had similar powers to like what's in Harry Potter or like mm-hmm. what if um Everyone had like um, a really popular trope that um, is more recent is like um, the soulmate birthmark where like oh, yeah. everyone has a birthmark that corresponds with another person who is their destined soulmate. And I think that's great. That's like a really interesting thing to s- explore. But then there's tropes like
2: there's so many. OK. I, them up.
1: I don't know if you're familiar at all with this. Um Emma but Omega verse like Alpha and Omega verses. Okay. So Alpha and Omega verses I find very, 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 very harmful. I feel to... like I'll get it
2: as soon as we start okay. explaining it.
1: Yeah. So Alpha and Omega verses are like in which everything's normal except for when people are born, they're either like an alpha, beta, or omega, like kind of like in a wolf pack and everything's normal except for that means that they're kind of uh tied to that social caste and omegas are typically dominated by alphas and i do mean that sexually like, uh, uh, uh. i'm and then with that comes like uh uh it's just really squicky even saying it like omegas inevitably in these fics which I hate. I I do not read these. It's... I swear to you guys. I'm in the, the most thing, annoyed yeah. face right now. I've never that, heard of them. But uh Omegas in these fics inevitably go into heat to be taken advantage of why? by whoever why? is around. What?
2: Oh my why?
1: Oh, uh, oh god. Oh no. It's just kind of like a weird BDSM, but with like a like a tint of bestiality. Oh. Wow. Uh so, no, I- <laughs> no. So that's, that's like, a bad kind of uh, example of, like, the tropes that exist therein. And then there's, like, along with that, with, like, the heat fix, there's, like, um, which was actually started by Star Trek, um, sex pollen fix, in which something magical or weird happens. It's, like, we're frolicking in this field, and we're on a scientific mission to discover a new plant. Oh, this new plant secretly secretes... Like, spores that make you instantly want to have sex with someone. And, oh no, the only two people here are us. Whatever shall we do? <laughs> Obviously have sex with each other.
2: I have a whole list of different tropes up. And some of the names of them are just hysterical. Um, one of them is, aliens made them do it. I yep, think that's, that's, that's pretty self-explanatory. That's, uh, yep. um, there's a conveniently common kink. Which is weird. Um well not weird. I don't oh God, I'm kink shaming everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the Coven Kink shames. Hashtag coven kink shames. <laughs> uh-huh. No, nope, there's literally Draco in leather pants on this yep, list. Yep.
1: Um and one of the bigger ones, like dubcon, like dubious consent is what it stands for, and that's a big part of like fan fiction, like that one person when half of the otp participating in some kind of sexual activity is not sure if they want to do that or are being pressured into doing that and as with like the OmegaVerse and like sex pollen and all that kind of things it's like this overarching narrative of like it's okay if there's like some kind of outside force that's making you do sexual things that you might not be comfortable with super problematic
2: Featureless plane of disembodied dialogue, amazing. I think that's like what? narration or something. Oh,
1: that's like half of my
2: immortal. Probably there's um
1: featureless plane. Uh,
2: <laughs> conversations don't take place in a vacuum. Other things won't stop happening just because characters are talking. Many beginning writers forget this, writing long chunks of dialogue without any narration or dialogue tags to break it up. Oh, okay. No, that's more so. like a grammatical that's thing. This like what
0: my sister wrote. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's um yeah. And, yeah, that's where you lose a lot of your stories by not having narration in it. There's, um, uh, het is you. The everyone is gay, um, subplot. I mean, the trope. Words, I can't. Tropes. There's literally one called Ikea Erotica. I'm gonna click on this. No, Emma. Emma. M-O-Y. I just want to see what it is. Oh my
1: god, what is this? <laughs> we instantly got the. Look at the graphic! What is that? <gasps> okay, okay, we're diverting. We're done. We're, we're not diverting talking about this. very fast from IKEA erotica. We're. Um, we're I don't know if Edboard's erotica. gonna clear IKEA erotica. <laughs> oh but, god. Um. So, fan fiction. What do we feel about, like, real person fan fiction? Like, using people that are real and have lives and then writing fan fiction about dirty, dirty things that they could possibly do with other people. How do we feel about that, Emma? You're giving me a very particular look
2: right now. Well, it's because of the dark hole that is the One Direction fan fiction community. Which, you know, Mm. I have kind of an issue with um, just plain, like, shipping real people as just as a rule just because, you know, you're inserting yourself into their lives and like that's a big issue with fan fiction as well as if you're like if you think that this thing is going to happen, you can try and force that on somebody. Right. Like force a certain sexuality and there's a difference between creative freedom and just like using them as a vessel for your character. And, like, like someone's interpretation of how like Harry Styles actually is, whereas that I can kind get of into thing. one of those later that makes me so Ay. mad. It's one of the awful ones, and i is it the one we mentioned on the the fandom podcast? I have excerpts now,, uh-huh. and I have come prepared, but yeah, there's um, I do have an issue with that type of thing especially when it's like if you bring up smut to these people and it's like it makes them obviously very uncomfortable right. unless they're like okay with it.
0: Yeah. I am reminded of I've always been that kind of person who the romance between Jim and Pam on The Office was so believable that I just wanted them to be dating in real life so badly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel it. Or I feel there were it.
0: those other instances where, you know, like – uh Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson they dated and they were the Twilight stars and like Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens they dated and they dated in High School Musical too so there's things like that um and I think didn't like that didn't Jennifer I think her name is Jenna Fisher who played Pam didn't she say that like yeah there was there was uh she said something like Part of that, like, chemistry,
1: part of that romance was real. Like, part of us was really in love with each other. Aww. Yeah, thing, um, things like that make me oh. want to be like,
2: please just marry each other, it, It's like
1: when, uh, oh gosh, what's her name? Um, April from Parks and Rec. I forget her actress's name. It's Audrey something. Audrey Plaza. Audrey Plaza. She, she said, there's an interview of her um, saying, like, I'm really sad when we finish filming because sometimes I forget that Chris Pratt isn't really my husband. Like, there's something to be said for, like, the, like, why people are into, like, real person slash or real person, like, OTPing real people, which we've said OTP quite a lot. If, like, I know that one. Yeah. What is it, Courtney? Once you
0: pairing. Once you're pairing. Yay. Um, I got something
1: right. What's a no TP?
0: That's like that's like no true pairing. That's like you don't want it, right?
1: Yeah. Do not want. Yeah. Do not want. Coven claps for definitions. Ah! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um I know that people from Rooster Teeth have been quoted saying like they don't really care about like uh i think jeff said something along the lines i don't really care about the fan fiction just don't put you know his daughter in it yeah which is totally understandable yeah totally reasonable request like there's i don't want to like if i were in her shoes i wouldn't want to like grow up and like google myself and find fan fiction of myself Mm
0: -hmm. some people even think it's funny like some youtubers have done dramatic readings of fan fictions about themselves amazing like PewDiePie yeah. and Cry fan fictions are hilarious. I think, uh, I think there were some like Shane Dawson, and, uh, Shane Dawson and Joey Garcefa yeah, fan fictions. Uh, Dan and they Phil. they think it's funny. Oh yeah,
2: Dan and Phil. They so just, much fan fiction. They don't care about the fan fiction at all. Like they read it. They wrote some of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we obviously have
1: examples. <coughs> of excuse me i'm so sorry clearing my throat into the mic i'm Mm -hmm. so polite um we obviously have examples of people who don't care then but like are celebrities and personalities then allowed to care about like fan fiction that's written of them oh definitely yeah yeah i mean i agree with that i think that it just matters the spirit of it maybe Mm -hmm. like sometimes obviously I don't know how I would feel, like, discovering, like, very, very graphic writings about myself.
2: I mean, I personally probably wouldn't mind it because that's somebody else's creative freedom. And if it's like, um. but then if somebody doesn't want to look at it or be or have it mentioned, then don't mention it around them. That reminds me of, like, things I used to write on my fan
1: fiction descriptions. It's like, um, don't like don't read because it was like when slash was like slash being male pairings Mm -hmm. um was like oh my gosh it was like kind of an advent it felt like like taboo yeah now it's everywhere now it's now it's like the basic, like you go into a fan fiction, it's probably going to be two guys. Yeah, it's 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 shocking when it's straight, when it's yeah. straight romance. It's just like, oh, this is different. It's kind of it's kind of crazy.
2: <laughs> I came here for the gay. <laughs> I, yeah, I Which, see too much straight everywhere
1: else. Right, exactly. It's it's that looking for representation. I definitely feel like I've probably read more fan fiction than I have actual fiction.
0: That's not uncommon for our age bracket
2: it's probably equal for me yeah yeah i L- mean
0: for me it's probably i probably have read more fiction than fan fiction here we go we
2: have the whole spectrum in the oh, room yeah right here mm-hmm. beautiful
1: <laughs> so to wrap up we we mentioned our otps and no otps but did we we well we should that's what i'm getting to oh yeah i know i said we mentioned damn it past tense guys Conjugation. English isn't my first language. That's a lie. English is my first language. But sometimes I wish I had the excuse. Go home, Daley. You're drunk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's late, guys. It's late. But it's so, nine fifty two. What would you say your absolute OTP would be?
0: Um uh, I know I talk about Degrassi a lot. Uh but on you're this allowed show. to. And Degrassi. of course.
1: Does some good things it's, by way of representation, and the my Coven recognizes pleasure that. Show. Coven, claps. Coven claps for Degrassi.
0: If, if I'm a big Degrassi fan, but uh, Eli and Claire are my OTP. I love them so much. Someone in the show, a character on the show, even remarked that Claire and Eli were his OTP. My and OTP. Eli was like, "Eli was like, what does that even mean?" And he was like, "You're so dumb. It means one are pairing. Like people, <laughs> I'm not the only one who loves." I'm not the only one who loves Eli and Claire, but man, it was like, dude, she started out as like the, the like conservative Christian girl, and then she like bumps into Eli, and like he runs over her glasses with a car, and then he like hands them back to her, and he's like, I think they're dead.
1: Wasn't there that an really- example of Claire writing fan fiction? Oh
0: my god, there was! I forgot about that. <laughs> Claire, Claire wrote, like, sexy vampire fan fiction about, like, a senior or, like, someone who was older than her. And, like, people found out about it. And she got so into it that she accidentally, like, kissed his neck like she was a vampire. Oh, my gosh. So, like, self-insert OC yeah. vampire Amazing. AU. But yeah. he was. Eli was the, like, dark and brooding hot boy who, like, brought Claire out of her conservative shell Dude, when I was fourteen, mm. I loved them. I still love them.
1: I love, I love it. I mm-hmm. love the Veminence of that.
0: Also, so, Elsa and Jack Frost. I can get on yeah, board with that. Completely. That's another thing. Fan Crossover. fiction is not
1: like bound by the borders of this is one story and this is another story. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing I think that people go to it for is being like, what if these characters met? Because that would be awesome. Yeah. So who's your OTP, Emma?
2: I'm trying to think of, um, the one that comes to mind, honestly, is Destiel, Dean and Castiel from Supernatural, but there's also just a whole host of Harry Potter Harry Potter ships that I had when I first got into fandom, and, you know, all those different ones. Dreary, God bless. Dreary. <laughs> the yeah. ship that set me sail on this great
1: adventure that yep. was
2: fandom. And Remini, of course, and just a whole host of them.
1: Which, yeah, uh, OTPs can be, like, with Eli and Claire. That was obviously very much real. And then Runminey, that was real. But then, like, Dreary, which is, like, it's, I don't think J.K. Rowling is ever going to give us that. It's never going to be real.
2: <laughs> Sad.
1: I know. we're be- We're being watched by Mark, the guy who watches us, because obviously we can't do anything without having some male attention, <laughs> because that's how girls are. Shots fired. Um, Shots fired. But I got to say my OTP originally was dreary because, like, it was, they were polar opposites. It was, you know, Harry Potter, like, the golden boy, the boy who lived, and then Draco Malfoy, who was trying to be, make a name for himself, but really could only live under his own father's name. But in more recent times, it's, it's, uh, it's gotta be, um, steric. Derek oh, and yeah. Styles from Teen Wolf, mm-hmm. because they have a certain chemistry on screen that even the, like, that's another thing, like, uh, writers of shows have, like, acknowledged that, like, there's all this chemistry between these characters and kind of, like, messed with us mm-hmm. th- via that, like, kind of almost baited
2: mm-hmm. in that, yeah, like, oh,
1: they could be together. But they're not, yeah, because um, they're obviously
2: straight. But the good thing about the um, about the recognizing of chemistry is, fun fact, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, Spike wasn't supposed to be on for that long, but the natural chemistry that he played with Buffy made him one of the main characters and one of the most loved characters of the whole series. And, you know, writers can catch on to that and be like, hmm, let's give them more time because the fans like this and let's see where it goes, stuff like that. Right. I think
1: that fan fiction just opens doors. Fan fiction is really... I'm glad we had this talk about fan fiction. <laughs> it can also be very bad. It can also be very bad. There's, there's been some things in my past that I'm not proud of that are now definitely no TPs that I had to explore at one point. Oh, like no anything tps. with like these giant age gaps like
2: mm-hmm. i can't do AHS. um
1: in event advent in the harry potter fandom snarry
2: oh, oh god snape and harry <laughs> i just got chills like,
1: <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> like no tv <TB, laughs> no tv no tv like i think fan fiction allows people to explore some really interesting things but unfortunately then they decide to explore very dark sorry, my there's, heart is sad <laughs> i mean there's so many fanfics that have to do with like incest or these giant age gaps or just like uh rape that's romanticized, um all this fun stuff that's not so fun, mm-hmm. and that I don't think that fan fiction should be defined by Mm-mm. but it's definitely there. It has to be acknowledged that like guys, stop, stop like glorifying this as a narrative just because it's like edgy or dark.
2: One, um, as I mentioned this on the fandom episode, is, um, after it's a One Direction fan fiction that's actually gotten published, it has a movie deal, but, um, like, I've read some of it. A, it's not grammatically written well at all, and I have examples of that. And just the whole ideas that it promotes, and, um... You know, of course, it's the idea of this conservative girl whose name is Tessa, or Teresa. And she, um, like, she's, she's super... Con- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she's super conservative, and, like, she comes to college. She has a really nice boyfriend back home. She doesn't drink. She doesn't party. She meets Harry Styles, the frat boy, with tattoos and piercings, and...
0: Kill me. That and, sounds awful.
2: Oh, my God, you don't even know the half of it. College AU. The first, um like, the first few times I meet... They hate each other. Harry is a jerk. Like, he is just an awful, despicable human being who I want to punch in the face. And they um have that where it's like, oh, well, they're teasing each other, and they're just like... But then they flip their emotions on a dime, and it's like, they just flip-flop, and it's really confusing to follow, and then it's like...
0: Kind of sounds like Twilight. He he's basically... Like
2: he's essentially... um harassing her sometimes and sounds like twilight Twilight. but there's like and i mentioned this also in the fandom episode is at one point they're like he harry and zane his friend um (laughs) because they somehow find a way to slip in all the guys in the fanfictions and there's doesn't count anymore (laughs) oh it still hurts there's um they have a bet to see who can it's either like who can take her virginity first. Oh. And Harry wins the bet, and he keeps the bloody sheets in his car as proof of his conquest. This is
1: weird. This is squeaky. This is squeaky. No,
2: it's like... And that's just the beginning of their relationship. No. And it's built on a bunch of emotional abuse, and, like, you know, I haven't read all of it, obviously, just because it's... Like, okay, let me read you the first part of it, which is just... um. Just give me a second. I'll i I'll pull it up really quickly. It's... The very first part is, um... Uh, all right. Tessa! With two exclamation points. My mom's... I hear my mom's voice call from downstairs. I groan to myself and roll out of my tiny yet comfortable bed. While neatly tucking the corners of, period while neatly tucking the corners of my bedsheet into the headboard, I take my time because this is the last morning that I will be competing, not completing, competing the task for months. Tessa again with two exclamation points. She calls again. I'm up. I yell back. The cabinets open and close downstairs. The sounds of her frantically preparing breakfast. That doesn't make the sentence doesn't make sense. The knot in my stomach grows with each step to the bathroom. By the time I start the shower, it's nearly unbearable. I spent the last few years nervously anticipating college. My weekends were spent studying and preparing for this day, while my peers were out getting drunk, wasting their time, and jeopardizing their futures. Oh, <laughs> <What? laughs> Wow, way to call them out. The day my acceptance letter to Washington State University came, I was thrilled. Hey, that's
0: where my mom went. Comma,
2: I expected it I expected it, but that didn't take any of the excitement away. Holy clunky exposition, Batman. Yeah, really. <laughs> that is the opening to the most popular One Direction fan fiction that got published. This was published. And throughout the whole, fi- throughout the whole fic, there's so many grammatical errors, like spelling errors, um... Uh, switching tenses in the middle of a sentence. No, I
0: hate that. uh, I'm, uh, um, (laughs) hashtag news editor. (laughs)
2: There's that leaves out, um, leaving out periods, leaving out random, um, punctuation. And, uh, you know, she wrote this on her phone, right? Yeah. I mean, and so then there's something
1: else I think we should touch on is that is it okay for like sometimes at like cons, there's, there was a panel once that was canceled because it all it was was going to be reading fan fiction and making fun of it.
2: Is that okay all across the spectrum, or I mean, you do have to recognize that um, some of these authors are young people trying to like practice, catch their hold in writing. Yeah, and um, p- some people who write in English and English isn't their first language, so of course there's going to be grammatical errors in that. Yeah. English is a hard language, and
1: that's amazing that they're writing in yeah. English in the first place. I I think it's it's hard sometimes to find again like we talked about in the beginning with my immortal like was it purely troll fodder was it meant to be that way because uh or whatever was it, is, it like awful. whatever or was it like someone's honest attempt at writing I don't know we don't know we won't find out um how about we close off this podcast with that question, whether or not is it okay to make fun fan fiction? Let's explore this another time, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have some My immortal quotes. We had some quotes from
2: yeah. God bless. Uh, Fifty
1: Shades of Grey. We now have some quotes from uh, what was that called
2: again? That the is it called another or after after? And it's like I just have so many, and that's not even the worst one in terms of it. There was another very popular one back in like 2013 mm-hmm. called Dark, which um. Literally starts with assault. Beautiful. Like, at a party, he comes up and, like, gives her a hickey on her neck, and he just goes, you're mine now. That's the first, that's the beginning of it.
1: I feel like a lot of fan fiction can be drawn from, like, weird vampire-ness.
2: It's just... Sighs. Has much disappointment. Much disappointment.
1: Oh, no, we're not allowed to use memes. No memes.
2: Our last podcast
1: <laughs> Sorry, meeting, memes have been Aiden. banned. <laughs>
0: Um. All right, I'm gonna have to edit some of these because there's a lot of cursing,
1: which is edgy.
0: Um, and Super most edgy. of the time the curse words aren't aren't even spelled correctly. But here's here's a lovely one. Yeah, but everyone is in love with me, like Snape and Lupin took a video of me naked, Hargrid says he's in love with me, Vampire likes me, and now even Snake Tail is in love with me. I just want to be with you, okay, Draco? Why couldn't Satan have made me less beautiful? I shouted angrily. And, don't worry, Enabee isn't a snob or anything, but a lot of people have told her she is pretty. I'm good at too many things, why can't I just be normal? It's a bleeping curse, I shouted, and then I ran away. Incredible. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, don't know, an that's that's author's note. Hey, a- more fan fiction know how. Kevin Claps. Kevin Claps. Kevin <laughs> Claps. Wait, here's here's one. <laughs> Sorry. He was so sexy that my body went all hot when I saw him. Kind of like an erection. Only I'm a girl, so I didn't get one. You sicko. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> I went to some classes. Vampire was in the hair of magical magic creatures. He looked all depressed because Draco had disappeared and he had used to be in love with Draco. He was sucking some blood from a Hufflepuff. What? Just, <laughs> Hufflepuffs,
1: beware. No, no, no. Also, everyone in this fanfiction suddenly becomes Slytherin because Gryffindor mm-hmm. is just filled with preps and yeah, My
0: Hufflepuff who like self Levine. is offended. Voldemort, also, he doesn't use, like, normal pronouns. He uses, like, thou and thy. I them. hath
1: telekinesis.
0: Snake <laughs> tail, what art thou doing, called Voldemort. Then, he started coming. We could hear his high heels clacking to us. So we got on our broomsticks and we flew to Hogwarts. We went to my room. Vampire went away. There I started crying. <laughs> okay.
2: Um.
1: So, okay. So... Fan fiction is a powerful thing that can be used both for good and for evil. I think that's what I got out of this podcast mm-hmm, overall, yeah. guys, which was a super enjoyable podcast. I'm glad I got to share this with you guys. Yes. Uh. So this has been The Coven's very own episode all about fan fiction. Send us your fic recs. Uh. No, please don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My eyes just went wide. I was like, no, no,
1: don't do it. So like this has been daily dementia Ravenway darkness.
0: You got, I think you got the Wilhelm, order mixed up. <laughs> whatever,
1: and obviously all you guys are preps. So, oh my god! I kind oh of you would say that about Sayonara, me. Sayonara, girl. Oh oh oh! <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, okay, and with me today has been the always wonderful
0: Courtney Tuckman, the hairbow slayer, huh?
1: And the fan fiction literate. Emma, hashtag no last name. Which you can't find her fanfiction. Good luck trying, guys. Good luck trying to find mine. Please, do, please. don't even try, please.
2: Please don't try. I please am don't begging try. you.
1: Um, hiding all our secrets, this has been The Coven. Check out our other podcasts here at bybsu.com and join us next week for whatever other magic of magical creature we talk about.
0: Bye!
1: Bye! Bye.